just past 100 customers, about a million bucks per month in revenue, call it 12 million a year, hoping to double year over year to 25 next year. Growth was about two between two and three X year over year over the trailing 12 months. So healthy business, profitable, 4 million raised, 30 people between Orlando, Austin, remote locations, 20% gross revenue churn annually, 40% expansion on the same cohort. So call it 120% net revenue expansion, spending up to call it five months of lifetime value to acquire customers. They might use profits to get more aggressive with that over the next 12 months as it looks to double. We'll see what happens. Hello, everyone. My guest today is Jesse Limegruber. He is the founder of a company called NeoReach. He's a mentor to the Alchemist Accelerator, a Thiel Fellow, and a frequent guest lecturer at Stanford and USC. NeoReach has generated tens of millions in revenue from customers like Walmart, Amazon, and NBC. Jesse, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. Thanks All right, man. For having me. Hey, kick your video back on because we'll use both audio and video feeds when we publish this thing. Uh, we'll deal with the delays. It'll, it'll be okay. But tell us about the company. What's, what's NeoReach do and, and how do you make money? Yes, yeah, so NeoReach is an end-to-end social intelligence platform. Brands pay us a licensing fee to analyze the performance of their sponsored post campaigns, everything from uh, paying Tiger Woods to wear a Nike hat to Red Bull sponsoring athletes. We, uh, to YouTubers, you know, promoting a product, we measure the effectiveness of those endorsements and we sell that data to uh, large brands and Fortune 500s. Interesting. And give me a general idea. I'm sure you have a lot of different customer cohorts, but we're short on time. On average, what do they, one of these customers pay you per year for your technology? Um, we typically, the minimum licensing fee for a brand is about $25,000 annually. Okay. And we have uh, quite a few, as in more than a handful of brands spending over a million dollars with us annually. That's great. I mean, so w- would you say maybe a hundred grand or 150 grand is more of a fair average? Yeah, I would say at least at least half of our customers are spending over over fifty k a month. Okay, fair um, enough. It definitely skews. Wait, fifty k a month or a year? Sorry, fifty k fifty k a year fifty k a year. I think our our average revenue per customer is uh, around two hundred thousand dollars a year. That's great, very good. So I want to dive more into the story. You've clearly kind of jumped into an enterprise model here. You know, we had Sprinkler on. Uh, Reggie gave a great interview, and Hootsuite is obviously other end of the spectrum. Um, and and attribution is tricky in social in general. So put this all on a timeline for us. When did you launch the company? What year? We launched it in early 2014, and uh, probably the first that was we launched the company. Then probably the first year, I don't think we had any customers or and nothing <laughs> significant. Um, 2015 was really when we launched our product in a, in a sort of beta, and then towards the end of 2015, um, it took its current form. And so 2016, 2017, and this year have really been the primary product. So, but it's really about two and a half, three years into you know, live revenue, live customers, but the business is a bit older than that. That's great. So, and then how have you scaled, right? So from 2015 to today, how many customers are you working with now? Um, you know, it's not, it's not as big as some companies by number. It's it's enterprise by the way. So I'm expecting like a dozen maybe. Yeah. We just passed a hundred total customers. Okay. That's, I mean, that's fair. That's, that's, that's expect you were hedging there. Why were you hedging so hard? Well, you know, everyone, you know, has, does, does SaaS businesses like, oh, we have, you know, 35,000 customers, but it's like $5 a month. Or well, something yeah, like I that. mean, in a freemium model, but your model, you can have a hundred and build a great business. Yeah. We just, we just passed a hundred. I think we're at 102, 103, something like that. Congrats. So. That's great. Well, look, I mean, a hundred at that, at that $200,000 kind of average per year puts you at like 1.6 million a month, something like that. Is that accurate? Uh, not quite, but pretty, pretty close. Okay. Pretty close. And, and can you help me understand growth rates? So you doubling year over year. Where were you about exactly a year ago? You know, I uh, I like to think of the way to scale a SaaS business as you know, if you want to IPO, you need to triple, 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 double, double over five years. So three x revenue, three x revenue, three x revenue, and double and double, and then you you're currently 
that's that's the pace that will get you to an IPOable number. Um, we're about about that. So that's we good. are uh, we're in between two and three x a year growth rate right now. Yeah, so that would have put you at around maybe call it six hundred grand a month about a year ago. Uh, a healthy grow. You added a three x in there. You know, usually it's three x three x two two two. What changed your thesis? Oh yeah, well we uh, we started with such small numbers, so I figured we need to uh, we need to. Pick it up somewhere. Fair enough. Fair enough. Very good. All right. Break down. Break down some of the, the kind of economics around this, right? So I'm really curious about your first customer. Was it an? Did you start enterprise and then stay there, or did you start smaller and then scale up? Tell us the story. How you got your first customer? Yeah, first customer. So uh, the, you know the product was like didn't work probably, and it was uh, it was really buggy, and you know we needed a, a customer that would sort of. Believe in it. So what we did is we actually outreached to maybe two or three hundred customers on LinkedIn, and we didn't even we didn't pitch them. We asked them for feedback on what we were building. So we how said, did you, you know, find them? Like, what did you search for? What terms? CMO. Okay, got it. Yeah, we we emailed about two or three hundred CMOs. I remember sending the emails. We wrote custom email. E- email or LinkedIn messages. Community. Went to the same school. LinkedIn mostly, and uh, we did some email too. Yeah. And uh, the first, we had a couple of you know, tiny startups that maybe spent $1,000, but the first real customer we got was uh, Zappos. The CMO of Zappos actually responded himself, introduced us to his ad agency, would introduce us to someone else at Zappos, and they signed up for, I think it, it was a small deal at the time, $5,000 for a year license, but it was meaningful to get Zappos, and they were our first, first recognizable brand. That's great. Now, talk to me about the rest of the company today. How many people are you total? Oh, total, uh, just over 30. Just over 30. That's great. Everyone in San Fran, you guys spread out? We are spread out. We have an engineering office in Orlando. We have a sales and marketing office in uh, Austin. And then uh, we've got the executive and a lot of other employees in the Bay Area. Okay, very good. So 30 folks kind of spread out. And then help me understand today, right? Churn is critical in any SaaS company. I'm expecting you probably have pretty significant expansion revenue based off the size of some of these accounts. What's your kind of gross revenue churn per year? And does your expansion cover that? We have we have high churn um, compared to compared to certainly you know a business that's that's super super deeply integrated. You know the downside of our business is and we're is it's a software. It's not a um, you know it's not like tied into the infrastructural stack of their of their company. It's not like AWS or something like that. So relative to some businesses, we have high churn. But over the last year, we've actually been pivoting a lot of customers to our API product, where it is actually tied deeply in. Um, you know, What's high though, com- Jesse? Yeah, I mean, do you know about revenue turn? Are you talking like ten percent a year? It's a little higher than than ten okay. percent a year. Okay. Yeah. I mean, by the way, like you know it, you're pivoting to an API model, you know, tied to a usage pricing axis, which probably makes it way stickier. So this is a fun transition to make. So a little higher than ten percent is your expansion. Does your expansion make up for the fifteen percent you lose? Yeah, I know for sure. Okay. It's it's close to closer to twenty percent of customers uh, churn, but we we grow at a significantly higher rate than that. And the ones that stick kind of really expand. You know, the ones that tend to churn tend to be the twenty five thousand dollar a month cost, the twenty five thousand dollar a year customers. They tend to not be deeply integrated. And the primary reason they churn isn't usually a product problem on New Year's. It's more or less a it's the marketing campaign, software the campaign for stopped. particular niches of marketing, and they just can't justify it relative yep. to their to their overall budget, like celebrity endorsements and influencer marketing isn't working for them. Not really as much our software. Yeah. Or Jesse, it's campaign driven, right? A campaign starts and stops. Right. Exactly. Exactly. So even though our business is SaaS, um, you know, a lot of businesses buy it for, it's a one year license, but they just launched the company or they just launched a new division and they don't need it after that. So that's something we deal with. um, And it's really just about picking better customers, picking better 
you know, getting API customers, larger deals, multi-year deals, that sort of thing. What does expansion look like? So you said 20% churn, what's expansion on that same cohort look like? Um, so customers that expand, uh, you know, there's this tiny segment of customers that expands like significantly that drives most of our growth. So, you know, to put that into actual numbers, we've had quite a few customers start at under $100,000 a year with us and actually expand to over a million dollars a year. Um, and those types of customers, this tiny niche that scales massively drives almost all of our growth. Yeah, okay. But l- l- so that's, 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 those are obviously outliers. You only need a few of those to really drive growth. But if you look at the core that signed up exactly one year ago, so December, 2017, you know, today yep. you're going to say basically 20% of that revenue is lost. That same cohort that signed up, how much do that, does that cohort altogether in aggregate expand about by 30 or 40%? Okay, good. So net revenue retention is about 120%. Yeah, that's right. That's uh, obviously really healthy economics, right? So talk to me about how you get these guys in the door in the first place. So when you look at your fully weighted CAC, how aggressive are you being? Um, we we have difficult time doing marketing attribution because of the scale of our leads and because of the, the length of the leads. We Jesse, you can't say you have trouble with attribution. That's your business. I know, I know, I know. It's really bad. We joke about that all yeah. the time. <laughs> almost 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 a hundred percent of our leads are inbound, right? But we get over a thousand inbound leads a month. What really ends up happening is, you know, a salesperson flies out, we meet with them, we see them at a conference again, you know, we we work with them for a year, and then they sign a million dollar deal with us. Yep. And so it's kind of challenging to attribute like this particular retargeting ad or this particular click. You know, if if we do it on sort of cost per lead basis, you know, we have channels that will spend between fifty and five hundred dollars a lead. Um, and but our close rate's under one, like it's under one. Jesse, let me sorry, let me ask this differently. Um, to get a new two hundred thousand dollar account, are you willing to spend up to first year ACV to get it? Uh, we spend on a, on a on sort of our typical. If you take out outliers, we're spending about 40% of first year customer oh, okay. value. So, I mean, you still have like a five-month payback period. That's pretty healthy. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's that's great. Um, that's great. Okay, talk to me about how you've capitalized the business. You mentioned Theo Fellow. I know there, I think there's capital involved there. How much have you raised to date? We've raised uh, $4 million okay. across about two rounds. $4 million, that's great. Well, look, I, I love companies where the ARR... It's a raised ratio is in favor of the ARR. So it sounds like, again, if you're, you know, call it 1.5 ish right now per month, obviously that puts you at a great run rate of like, I think 20 per year. So that's, that, I mean, that's a nice ratio. Um, are you looking at raising? Go ahead. You were going to add something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we would look to raise again, but you know, we're profitable mm-hmm. and, and you're about right. We're shooting for next year. We're, we're, we're projecting to be over 20 million. That's great. Sorry. Um, do you mind? Do you mind? Can you share where you're at actually now so we can understand how aggressive you're trying to be? You're in the ballpark. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to well, I mean, you're, but that is 20, right? So like right now, what I just said, 1.6 million a month is 20 million. You're saying you're not there. That's your goal next year. Are you at like 1.1-ish or 1.2-ish now? Like how aggressive are you trying to be with bookings growth? Yeah, we're, we're trying to we're more than double next year and more than double for us is, is going to be about 25 million is what we're projecting. Okay, got it, got it. So I can basically take 25 million, divide by two, and that's kind of your run right now. That's, that's, I won't push you further because that basically is the answer, right? (laughs) Talk to me, you know, Peter, Peter Teal got a lot of pushback for the the fellowship program. I've interviewed several of the folks I've gone through. They say wonderful things. What's your take? I love the Teal fellowship. I mean, you know, it's, it, Peter isn't like 
super closely involved. Granted, I've been quite a number of times. I mean, really the Teal Fellowship is about the community of other entrepreneurs. I mean, in terms of businesses, you know, my business is reasonably successful. It's profitable, a lot of employees, millions in revenue. But I, I'd say on the stack of other Teal Fellows, I'm like way down the list. I mean, we've got like people like Vitalik who founded Ethereum, the founder of Oyo Rooms. I mean, there's quite a few hundred million and billion dollar companies in the in the batch now. Uh, and it's a really tight cohort. So to have that community is is it's the strongest network I have for sure. Yeah, that's great. Very good. Um, so, I mean, what's the, you're profitable today, right? You, you yeah. know, you only raised 4 million bucks. Where are you, if you, if cash is kind of just building up in the bank, you obviously want to deploy that to either drive the company or pay it out to employees as, as kind of distributions. I mean, how, how do you think about what to do with all, all your profits? You know, that's a good question. It's something we think about all the time. Um, we, we, you know, we're constantly in this battle of increased profitability or increased scale. Right. You know, if, if we invest all of our cash back into the business, does that make us more profitable five years from now? And it's a it's a it's an unanswered question. And we're trying to balance it right now. You know, I, we're, we're looking at potentially scaling up aggressively, not in terms of fundraising, but actually Deploying. we could double headcount and we could afford it. Yeah. Um, but, you know, we're just not sure if that actually is going to yield more revenue. And so that's that's this year's big focus is what's the next five years look like. All right, Jesse, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Favorite business book has got to be. Uh, the lean startup or zero to one. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Preferably not like a mainstream one. Ooh, a CEO I'm studying or following right now, not a mainstream one. Um, I don't think there's one CEO I'm particularly following right now, no. Number three, well, what billing tool do you guys use? What, sorry, billing what tool? billing tool? Uh, Bill.com. Bill.com? Yeah, or Stripe, yeah. depending on the category of customers. Yeah, yeah. Stripe for smaller, Bill for bigger. Yep, exactly. Yep. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? I really value sleep, so I, I budget for nine and I end up getting almost over eight almost every night. That's awesome. Uh, and what's your situation? Married, single, kiddos? I live with my girlfriend of uh, four years in San Francisco. Any kids yet? No? No kids, but some at some point. That's great. And how old are you? I am 24. 24. Last question. What do you wish your 20-year-old self knew? 20 year old self, you know, I, I didn't realize how, how deep startups would go. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's crazy. The kind of the, the, where, you know, F it's over moments and the roller coaster. I mean, I probably would have took a few more years to learn and reflect on what I really want to do before jumping into it. I don't regret it, but I, I thought it was going to be, you know, unicorns and rainbows the whole time. Guys, make sure you make sure you have time to learn kind of from Jesse at near reach just past a hundred customers, about a million bucks per month in revenue, call it 12 million a year, hoping to double year over year to 25 next year. Growth was about two between two and three X year over year over the trailing 12 months. So healthy business, profitable, 4 million raised 30 people between Orlando, Austin, remote locations, 20% gross revenue churn annually, 40% expansion on the same cohort. So call it 120% net revenue expansion, spending up to call it five months of lifetime value to acquire customers. They might use profits to get more aggressive with that over the next 12 months as it looks to double we'll see what happens again attribution for influencer marketing wow, got like the craziest all the numbers you, out lo- you like that jesse <laughs> i get am i hired <laughs> i know i mean uh, this, this is the numbers we need to get out of our, our sales <laughs> all right jesse thanks for taking us to the top talk to you soon